And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. The last two Sundays, we've been teaching on the Holy Spirit. I think we taught on the need to depend on the Holy Ghost and the need to recognize the Holy Ghost as God, especially in these last days. You remember, amen? And surprisingly, these... The last two sermons generated a lot of discussion. And so from the feedback I have been getting, I, it appears that we need to talk about the Holy Ghost a little more. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about He as a member of the triune God. We need to recognize Him and talk more about Him um, as to His role as part of the triune God. Because as we said, brothers and sisters, last week, unfortunately, in some, of our, in some of our assemblies, the Holy Ghost is not even welcomed. Amen? In some of our church assemblies, he's not as popular as he should be. Amen? The church has moved towards technology. Amen? And for some reason, we forget the foundation. Amen? And so... Uh, and since, you know, I've been thinking about it, uh, it's no wonder that the spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, are not readily embraced mm-hmm, by the court, modern technological churches, unquote. You heard what I said, quote, modern technological churches, unquote. When did God's church become modern and technological? I'm just asking. I'm not saying that we should not incorporate technology and use it to propel the kingdom of God. I'm saying that should not be the basis. Everything should not be just regimented. We should learn to wait on God. I think that's our problem today. We do not know how to wait on God. Brothers and sisters, let me share this with you. Moses went in the presence of God and sat there for seven days without God saying a thing. It would seem to me if God tells you to climb a mountain so we can talk. As soon as I arrive, we would start talking. The man sat in the presence of God for seven days without God saying a word. And the question is why? I'll tell you why. It takes some time to unplug from the world, from our challenges, from our issues. Why am I shouting? (laughs) (laughs) lord have mercy it takes some time time we are not willing to invest unfortunately and so what we do hear me what we do we go to seminaries nothing wrong with seminary so we've learned to sit at the feet of gamaliel but we've not learned to sit at the feet of jesus you see we've learned to sit at the feet of professors Nothing wrong with professors. Nothing wrong with seminarians. Nothing. But let me share with you. After the seminary, we better learn to sit at the feet of Jesus. And that is the problem we are facing today. Beautiful gifts of the Holy Spirit. Ignored. Mm -hmm. Overlooked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so, 
I'm beginning to realize we need to talk more about the source of power. The Bible says in Acts 10.38, Jesus Christ, the God, the Lord, was anointed. Ah, <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Anointed with whom? The Holy Ghost and the power. This is, Jesus is the pioneer of the Christian church. He is the founder of the Christian church. And if the founder had to be anointed. <laughs> uh, God, I give you praise. Our founder, the pioneer of Christianity, had to be anointed with the Holy Ghost. He was anointed when John, John the Baptist, Jesus came to John the Baptist and he said, he said, can I speak colloquially? He said, yo, 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 you need to baptize me. And John said, dude, it should be the other way. <laughs> you should be baptized. And Jesus said, let it be so for now. Let me so for, let's do this quickly because I'm under authority. And the Bible says John baptized Jesus and a dove. That's when he was anointed. John said, I heard a voice from heaven. That is God the Father confirming his son saying, <laughs> every child needs a father's confirmation. You hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, every son needs to hear from his father. Well done. Now, good. Every child needs to hear that. Every child needs to hear, I love you, regardless of who you are. Every son needs that. Every son needs that. Every son now and then needs a kiss from their father. Let me say it slowly. Every son now and then needs a kiss from their father. Well, I know I didn't get much of it, but I wanted it. And so God affirmed his son. All of us need affirmation. Whether we are men or women, we need affirmation. If God affirmed Jesus, then he said in the example, Amen, you have a father in heaven. And the Bible said when God spoke, he roared. People said it's thunder. It wasn't thunder. It was God telling his son how much I love you. I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with what you're doing. Amen. And I want the world to know. Even if they don't understand, they don't hear. I heard some people talking the other day. And I'm not taking, I'm not taking a, what do you call it? I'm not, I'm not veering off my path. I'm right on my path. Believe me, I know what I'm doing. Sometimes, you know, when you teach, you hear God and you need to just go with him. And come right back. <laughs> Amen. So, so uh, um, if God affirmed his son, amen, then we should do some of that affirmation too. Praise the Lord. I was about to say something. It slept me. God will bring it back. But brothers and sisters, we are at a time where we've lost sight of the Holy Ghost. Our dependence is not on the Holy Ghost as should. We do a lot of things in our own strength. 
and we ask why is it not working amen and the problem is we are going ahead of god god told jesus do not jesus did not step into ministry until he was anointed david did not step into ministry until he was anointed saul even saul old saul who disobeyed god did not step into ministry until he was anointed <laughs> brothers and sisters i, I sh i'm sharing this with you because we need to wait on god the church does not know how to wait on god we are moving too fast amen god has not changed he's the same god of yesterday today and forever it takes time to change god is never in a hurry and we have to get rid of that hurry mentality hurry 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 quick 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 and then then we remain powerless 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 and we wonder what's going on and there is no real satisfaction amen we, we real, i'm talking about real satisfaction because we are always so quick we need to slow down I'm sharing, I'm sharing, I'm talking with you, brothers and sisters, from my heart. I remember God said to me, son, you just need to walk in my presence. Days I would come here and for hours just walk. I'm saying, what am I doing? My mind, Eric. <laughs> I'm saying, what am I doing? And God said to me, you are establishing your life and helping establish the church. Everything is established through, through prayer. You, you see what I'm saying? It takes time. It takes what? Time to do that. A well-seasoned Christian life is established through praying. Spending time in the presence of God. So we can hear God. Oh, glory be to... Glory be. So since I'm, I'm sharing with you from my heart, God has sent me to share, tell you that we need to spend more time talking about the Holy Ghost as a member of the triune God and his importance in our lives. Amen? Since there was no such thing as the church before the Holy Ghost came as a mighty rushing wind. Yes, Jesus slightly referenced the church twice in Matthew chapter 16 and 18, but it was not until Acts chapter 2 that the body of Christ came together as a church. It was not until Acts chapter 2 that the body of Christ came together as a church. In Genesis chapter 1, the first member of the triune God to be individually mentioned by name was the Holy Ghost. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God. That word God here means Elohim. It should be God's. Did I say that too fast? Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says in the beginning God. That God is Elohim. And Elohim is plural for God. So it should read in the beginning gods. Which means God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you with me saints? But then verse 2 says. Read verse 2. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Verse 2 reads. And the earth was without form. And void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And on whom? The first member to be individually called by name is the Spirit of God. In the Bible. And whom the Spirit of God moved, what they hovered upon the face of the waters. 
He's been always there from the beginning. And for some reason we think we can be spiritual and move forward with God by shoving him on the side. By forgetting the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Interestingly. I traced what happened when the tabernacle was dedicated. The tabernacle, the mobile temple, you remember that? The one they could, the one they could break down <laughs> and carry. In the beginning, I traced what happened when the tabernacle was dedicated to God. I traced what happened when Solomon's temple was dedicated to God. And I traced what happened when the church began in Acts chapter 2. Can I share with you what I found out? I found out every time where there's the tabernacle in the wilderness that was dedicated or Solomon's temple dedicated unto God. Or we, now the temple. You know we are now the temple. We who are now the temple dedicated. The Holy Spirit was the first member of the triune God who came as the presence of God. Let me, let me, um, let me give my scripture. Are you ready for the scripture? Let's look at what happened when the tabernacle was erected. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24. The tabernacle was erected and the sacrifices, sacrifices, amen, were brought because the people were happy, praising God. Let's look at what happened when the tabernacle, amen. Glory be to Jesus was first dedicated. Amen. When God came, it says here, did I say Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24? Verse 24. Sorry about that. I want, you to, I want to trace the Holy Spirit from way back then. So you could see, we could see his involvement. Amen. In God's movement from ancient times. And there came what? A fire out from before the Lord. And consumed upon the the burnt offerings and the fat, which when all the people saw, they what? Shouted and fell on their faces. God arrived in the camp. And this is what's happening. God, the Holy Ghost, came. It, no, 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 hear me carefully. We see in Acts chapter 2. When he came, the Bible says, when he came, there appeared to be what? Tongues of fire. <laughs> I'm making a point here now. When he came like a mighty rushing wind, there appeared to be tongues of fire. Came to dedicate the new temples with us. John said, when Jesus come, they said, John, are you the one? They said, no, I'm not the one. He said, there is one who's coming. And when he comes, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So the Holy Ghost came. And when he came, what John prophesied fulfilled. They saw tongues of fire. Because John said when he comes, he's coming with, he's going to baptize. Jesus is going to baptize you and I in the Holy Ghost and with fire. What happened here? Fire. Literal fire came down from heaven and consumed. That was when the tabernacle was erected. I'm trying to show you what happened. The Holy Ghost came and when he came, he came with so much power and consume the sacrifices. The power of God came. And the power of God is always represented by the Holy Spirit. He was the one the Bible says in Genesis chapter. Uh, we just look verse 2 verse 1. 
chapter 1 verse 2 he hovered over the water waiting for God to speak always in action always the one moving always the one doing things in the background amen the power of God the Holy Ghost so we see him he came here let us see what happened in Solomon's temple can you go to second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1 when Solomon's temple was dedicated first dedicated the temple is built everybody shouting hoorah hooray hooray Solomon's <laughs> Solomon knelt and he prayed and then after he prayed the Bible says this is what happened now when Solomon had made an end of praying when he remembered when Solomon knelt and knelt and he stretched out his arms the Bible says after that the fire came down from where and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord did what that's when the temple was dedicated that's what God does. He comes in at first. Amen. To dedicate his temple. He doesn't need human hands to do that. So just like he dedicated the tabernacle. So he dedicated Solomon's temple. So he dedicated us. You remembered on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost came down. My point here is the Holy Spirit alone has always been first. Amen. As a member of the triune God to demonstrate the power of God in the church. And my point is why are we now today ignoring the Holy Ghost as God and he's not even popular as should be amongst us. And I can understand why sometimes he's not popular amongst us. It's because some people have abused the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And because of that, you have people looking at the church and saying, these folks are crazy. We are not crazy, brothers and sisters. Oh no, we are not. We got something the world needs. You hear me? We've got power the world needs. A friend of mine was telling me, he, was, he said, he said, um, he said I, I went to, um, I was doing some work with my friends and it was about to rain. And he said, uh, the supervisor kept saying, um, <laughs> it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. And he said, we need to do that job. One of the guys said, we need that money. And <laughs> he said, uh, let's believe God for it not to rain. And the supervisor said, let's hope. He said, there, there is no hoping. There, there is no hoping. It is not going to rain until we are done. What I'm saying, this is my point. When some, since hear my heart, when you have spent time with God, when you understand that you've had, you've had a bequeathing, something has been bequeathed to you. When you understand that you have, you have, you got something from God. God help me. It's called, how did we call it again? From the Holy Ghost, we have a, an endowment glory thank you so much when we when we understand that we've been given an endowment from god something has been entrusted to us power from god has been given to us you talk differently <laughs> or you behave differently you see things differently or you because you know you've got some power in you that is why God gave us the Holy Ghost because we live in a fallen world. Let me back up and speak slowly. God gave us the Holy Spirit because we live in a fallen world. 
things are going to go bad. It's not that bad things happen to good people. It's just that good people like, uh, like bad people live under the sun. And this is a fallen world. And since we live in a fallen world, bad things are going to happen. But God gave us the Holy Ghost to correct some things. I know what I'm talking about. These guys out there talking about the church has issues and have problems. Listen to me. We do not have issues and problems. We've got the Holy Ghost. We've not been taught how to release him. Because we keep listening to people who went to seminary and they think like they have it together. They don't. <laughs> we all live under the sun. And that is why we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me since? I want us to start depending on the Holy Spirit. There are nine beautiful gifts that's administered by the Holy Ghost. In Acts, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. Another set of gifts listed for us in Romans chapter 12. And the last set listed for us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11. Let's look at the nine. L let us see since what we are doing, how we are not doing justice. Amen. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Lord, help me. I want to give a quick testimony here, but I want to get into the word a bit. It says here, it says here that, <clears throat> can you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Let's read from verse 8 to 9. We have nine beautiful gifts here given to us. Gifts that the church need in these last days. But because the Holy Ghost is not popular, and he's the one who administers the, these gifts, they are not as evident in the church as they should be. They are not embraced in the church as they should be. Amen? For the Bible says, for to one, can you back up to verse 4 a while? Let me read verse 4 for context. Let me show you this right here. Let me show you what God beautifully did. Verse 4, 5, and 6. You'll see something that you have seen or you'll first see. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. No, no. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Yes. Same chapter, verse 4. It says, now these are, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Different gifts, but the same Holy Ghost. Amen? Same Holy Spirit. Can you go to verse 5? So you see, the Holy Ghost is mentioned in verse 4. I'm getting, going somewhere. And there are differences, uh, uh, differences of administration, but the same what? Listen to me. We just saw the Holy Ghost mentioned. Now we've seen the Lord Jesus mentioned. So, yeah, there are differences, but they're all administered on the, the Lord Jesus. Now let us see who's energizing the Holy... Look, look, let's see. Can you go to verse 6? Verse 6. The Holy Ghost, the Lord Jesus, and there are diversities of operations. But it is the same word, God the Father. We just saw God the Holy Ghost. We just saw God the Lord, the Son, and now we've seen... God the Father, the triune God, they are all together involved in ensuring that the gifts are manifested in the body of Christ. There is more teaching on that I don't have time to do. I'll come back to that because I, I'm realizing now we really need to be taught. I told Minister Dean 40 minutes and 40 minutes is driving me to speak quickly. So let me slow down. These must be taught properly. I don't have the time to do that now, so, but, I, but I will. Amen. So it says, all, 
And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Can you go to verse 7? Uh, same God. So we saw, we saw, we saw what is called the, the Trinity. Isn't that right? It's not mentioned in the Bible, but the idea is there. Amen? Yeah, can you go to verse 7? We're going back. Verse 7 says, To... Yeah. Praise God. Can you have, can somebody read verse 7 for me, please? But the manifestation of the Spirit, uh-huh, is given to what? Every man, uh-huh, to profit all. The manifestation of the Spirit. In other words, every believer can function in one of those gifts. Let me say that again. Every whom believer can function in those gifts, just like you have light. You know, light can be separated. Let me say that again. How many of you know that light can be separated? But it comes out as one. Just like every believer have the Holy Ghost, we all, if we submit to God, can experience the manifestation of the Spirit. It is not reserved for clergy only. It is reserved for the body of Christ. It is not reserved for super Christians. Well, let me move along. Some of you want to. Glory be to God. Amen. So let us look at the gifts. Verse 7, verse 8 reads, what verse 8 reads? It's listing the gifts now. For to one is given. So let's look at the first gift mentioned in verse 8. The first gift is the word of wisdom. We have the word of wisdom. How many of you agree we need the word of wisdom today? I'll, 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 I'll elaborate on what that means in a while. You, we just need, <laughs> you, you and I, we need wisdom. The wisdom of God, not the wisdom of this world. And when I say wisdom, I'm talking about supernatural information from God. You just know because God told you. Wisdom, you know what to do. Because the Lord told you, everybody's heading north. But you're saying, no, we need to go south. God told me to go south. God told me to go south. And that's what I'm doing. How do you know that? Because God told you so supernaturally. We need this. How many of you believe that would do good? Well, let me move on here. We are, and the second gift is the word of knowledge. How many of you? Lord, I give you praise. Oh, Lord, I give you praise. <laughs> I'll show you how Jesus function. Let me back up one second. You remember when Jesus, the man who was diseased for 38 years, he was sitting on a mat. He was waiting for the angel to stir the water. You remember that? He, and he said, Jesus said to him, do you want to walk? He said, nobody. He said, I can't walk. Nobody's here to take me and throw me in the, um, in the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus said to him, and Jesus said to him, take up your mat. And he just took up his mat and left. Jesus met him a week after that and said to him in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. He said to him, don't turn there. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stay away from practicing sin lest something worse happens to you. A word of wisdom. This is what you should not do because that's what's going to happen. How did Jesus know that? Word of wisdom. Amen? 
So I'm showing you, I just showed you how the word of wisdom can be used. The word of knowledge, the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural imparting of knowledge about an individual or about circumstances. I remembered very vividly, I was listening to a friend of mine. He said his son, listen, his son had eczema. Eczema. And his son itched and it swelled. And it looked like the man was beating the boy. And many times he would go out to Walmart or... Uh, in the park and people would call the police on him because they thought he was abusing his son and so he had to walk with the doctor's uh, diagnosis to show I'm not abusing my son because the police kept up on him once or twice and one day his son doc his son was in the backyard driving his bicycle just riding back and forth and the man sat and he said God you said in your word that I have the mind of Christ I can access your mind by speaking in tongues. He said, I'm tired. He wasn't a bishop. He wasn't an apostle. Not a pastor. Not even a deacon. <laughs> but just a true believer. Can you say true believer? And he sat. And he began to speak in tongues. And he said, now Lord, I want you to tell me. I want you to give me the interpretation of what I spoke. And the Holy Ghost said to him, the problem with your son is not his skin, but his heart. You see, the medical practitioners keep treating the skin. The skin. And God said, it's not the skin. It is the heart. What he got? A word of knowledge. He said, Father, I thank you for that word of knowledge. He said, now what must I do? That's the word of wisdom. <laughs> and God said, bring your son to you and lay hands on his heart. And he said, son, come here. And he laid hands on his son's heart. And he spoke to his son's heart. He spoke to the left ventricle, the right ventricle. He spoke to the aorta, every valve of the heart. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In two weeks, his son's skin cleared completely. The doctors call him. You need to give God some praise. God told him the knowledge is, it's not his skin. It is his heart. What to do? Lay hands. Lord, I and, and the doctor called him and said you need to come to my office and he said he went and the doctor, said, the doctor pulled out his notepad and said you need to tell me exactly what type of medication is it natural he said doc no medication no natural I got supernatural knowledge from God I'm telling you we need the Holy Ghost In these last days, we need the gifts to know what to do, how to do it. Let's move on here. Let's move on here. And you know, how many of you agree we need to teach on that? Just walk through the word and teach the word. <sighs> Lord, I give you praise. I got to skip here. Let me just skip. I'll, I'll come back to this. One of the other gifts is the gift of healing. Okay, let's move further. So we have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Then we have the, the what? Faith, the gift of faith. Supernatural faith is God's ability. Now everybody, we all have the measure of faith. You agree? You need that to get saved. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, To every man is given the measure. We all, get, we all got an eight ounce cup. <laughs> But you and I have to, <laughs> we have to exercise it so it can grow. 
That's why God says there's little faith. There is no faith. And there is great faith. Let me say that again. The Bible says there was what? Little faith. Great faith. There are other types. We'll, we'll mention it when we come to that. But that's not what I'm talking about. This type of faith we've seen in the Bible. Typically people who spend time in the presence of God. And they have a confidence in God. A knowledge of God. And God gives them supernatural ability to believe for anything. To believe that some people will wake up from the dead. To believe that cancer. Are you with me saints? How many of you would agree we need the gift of faith? We need some believers with the gift of faith. In the world today. We need to show the world what faith in God looks like. And stop cowering and backing down. The gift of faith. It's a gift. It's a gift. Gift here means a favor. The word gift in Greek means is charisma. Charisma. It means a favor. God just grants us the favor. Nobody earns it. Look, if God is giving, I'm taking. If God is giving, I'm receiving. <laughs> Praise God. I need to glorify God. What are you going to do when... How many of you thank God for medical practitioners? We thank God for people like Heather. Amen. Who's a nurse? We have any more nurses in the house today? Yes. Thank God for people. Oh, praise the Lord. She knows what I'm talking about. She's a nurse. We thank God for them. Amen. And their contribution. But there comes a time when they will tell you, we can't help you. Yes. When that happens, who are you going to call? <laughs> Mr. 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 Grover, you cannot call Ghostbusters though. You know that. No, you... You cannot do that. You need to know the Lord. You need to know to call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for humans' contribution. But when it's beyond them, you and I need to know about a doctor. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. A physician of physicians. Can somebody say Dr. Jesus? Dr. Jesus. My mom, I, I was about nine or ten, and we went to church, and it was, we used to walk five miles one way, five miles another way, but you all got it easy. And I told mommy, I said, mommy, it is not wise, you know, pastor, trying to get a way out. It is, it is not wise to walk five miles with me and my two siblings, our pap's not there, it's dark. It's 9.30, we're walking back at night. And I said, what if somebody, you know, holds us up? And she looked at me and she said, son, nobody can hold us up. I said, why? She said, if there is a man or a woman standing there to hold us up, God will give them the need to go relieve themselves and we'll pass by. People who know God think differently. Talk differently. You may think you're crazy, but God, that, 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 that did something. You. <laughs> you have, I, you know, I, I'm still trying to process that. <laughs> so we, we, we went, we, we, Mr. Grover, we continued going to church. She slept. We used to, we had to go down the hill. 
she slept and rolled down the hill. And unfortunately, her head struck a rock and a cut him. And she's bleeding profusely. And I looked at my brothers and sisters and we said, yeah, we are going home. She pulled out a bunch of paper towels she had in her bag. Placed it on the cot and began to speak in tongue. She took her hat, bring it over her head and said, kids, let's go to church. She went into church and her hands, she has one hand up. Praising God. One hand on this right here. For two hours in church, they're just praising God. Look, look. Mr. Gilmore, no lie. When we came from church, mommy took off the paper towel and the cut came down to a scratch. I'm telling you what I see with my own eyes. That is why it captured my heart. I need to know that God. Oh, and she's an ordinary believer. Oh God, I give you praise. Since we need the power of the Holy Ghost. Mr. Grover, we need to live in it. It has to become a reality. The gift of healing. Notice it says gifts. I mean, not just the gift, but gifts. Yeah, we have to be very careful when we read. Amen. Gifts of healing. All right. So the gifts of healing are supernatural powers released through an individual or individuals for the purpose of bringing healing to others. Listen to me, saints. All believers can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's what the Bible says in Mark chapter 16. You remember the Bible says in Mark chapter 16 verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall do what they shall do what cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues verse 18 tells us they shall lay hands on the sick uh-huh sorry they shall take up serpent and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall what lay hands on the sick and they shall what that's not the unique gift of healing all believers can do that. Amen. But there are some believers who have been empowered by God who can lay hands on a cancer and see it just disappear. And you get what I'm saying? This is supernatural healing. Supernatural healing. Let me give you an example. Uh, before I give you an example, can I read something to you quickly? I want to show you one of the reasons why, oh God help me, why the Holy Ghost is not so popular in churches today and why the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not popular in a lot of churches today. Here is a commentary, listen to me, here is a commentary by Dr. John MacArthur, a well-respected Christian preacher. I've listened to, the, I, I still listen to Dr. MacArthur, I've been listening to him from 2000 to now. But Dr. MacArthur is one of those spiritual leaders who doesn't believe in healing. Amen? Since we've got to tell the truth, I'm not calling, I respect him. But this is his commentary. And I'm trying to show you why, why, why healing and the gift of the Holy Ghost is not 
embraced in the church because you have mainstream teachers like Dr. MacArthur, amen, who doesn't believe in what God says we should have today. So you have to make a choice. Should I listen to Dr. MacArthur or not? I chose not to with respect to healing because the Bible tells me otherwise. Listen to what he said. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. He said, the gift of healing is a temporary sign, a gift used by Christ. Listen to whom he said, use it. By Jesus Christ, used by the apostles, used by the 70. You remember the 70 he sent out in Luke chapter 10? And a few associates of the apostles, such as Philip. These are the people whom he said. He continued. This ability, he called it an ability. This ability is, is, was identified as a gift belonging to the apostles. Although Christians today do not have the gifts of healing, God certainly, you heard what he said. Although Christians today do not have the gifts of healings, God certainly still hears and answers the faithful prayers of his children. It's either it is for now or it's not. He said, he said that it's a gift reserved for Jesus Christ. You remembered the apostles, the associates, and the 70. Let me show you this in the Bible. Can you go to Mark chapter 9? Mark chapter 9 verse 38 to 40. Mark chapter 9. At the same time Jesus was on earth. Teaching. Laying hands. Amen. Look what was happening. And John told Jesus. Master. We saw one casting out devils. Did the Bible say this is an apostle? Did the Bible say he was part of the 70? Is he an associate? No, no, no. He is an ordinary believer. And John saw him and John said, he's casting out devils in whose name? In Jesus. This is amazing. He is not part of Jesus per se, if I can say that. Jesus' group. He's not part of Jesus' following. But he understands and believes in the name of Jesus. And he's out there doing exactly what Jesus was doing. For some reason, I do not know what is wrong with these men who write these commentaries. It seems like they should read the entire Bible properly. Because here we have somebody who's just a Christian and not in a believer casting demons. And Dr. MacArthur said he should not be doing that. It's for Jesus. It is for the apostles. Well, who, you go, who are you going to believe? The Bible or Dr. MacArthur? Now, I respect the man. I do listen to him, but I've learned to take what I need and dumb the rest. It's right here. Casting out devils in Jesus' name and he followeth us not. He does, he's not a follower of Jesus and he's out casting demons in Jesus' name. And we forbid him because he followed. <laughs> John said, we tell him, stop. You're not part of us. You're not following Jesus. And listen to what Jesus said to him in verse 39. Jesus said in verse 39, you got it? But Jesus said, forbid him not. For there is no man which shall do a miracle. What was the man doing? Miracles. <laughs> Come on brothers and sisters. Come on. This man was not even part of Jesus' group. But he understood authority and power and submission. And believed in the name of Jesus. 
And he was out doing his own thing, giving glory to God. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. Then you go to verse 40. Verse 40 says, God, I give you praise. For he that is not against us is on our part. <laughs> Hallelujah. He that, is not, he that is not against me is with me. He doesn't have to follow me. <laughs> but he's with me. His, his heart has caught my... So, elder, that's why the Lord said to me, I need you to start doing some teaching on the Holy Ghost. Because we seem to have overlooked him and still looking for power. It ain't going to happen without him. Let me see, it's not... <laughs> Excuse my vernacular. It's not going to happen without the Holy Ghost. No power is going to be manifested or released anywhere without dependence on the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. you, see, you see, it's the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus energized by the Father. You see, you see what I'm saying? It, it, all three of them are in it together. And that's just a few of the gifts. We haven't gone through all. I'm going to stop here. I promise I'll do 40 minutes. I'm writing right. I'm right on 55. <laughs> but but glory be to God. Since you see how important, you see how important it is for us to discuss what we're discussing now. Because the devil is out there. He's emboldened people who want to come against the church. And we as believers, we have the real power. And we won't stand up. Well, some of us are, praise the Lord. Amen. And push back. We have push back power. Right, Mr. Grover? Yeah, we have push back power. We, we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have power. We have the same power Jesus, Jesus had. Praise. That's what the Bible says. Jesus was anointed. We are also anointed with the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Next week, we'll talk about David. Amen. A little bit about David, how wonderful example left for us in God's word. Next week you'll see how people who are full of the Holy Ghost, anointed by the Holy Ghost, speak. They speak differently. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. 
located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.